This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Cheeseheads. Cheeseheads. Get on your feet. It's Curd and Law. Hosted by Sparky Fighter and Ryan Horvath. Uh, let's, I guess, start off in the AFC where uh, the great Lamar Jackson loses again, uh, this time to the Kansas City Chiefs. The great uh, Mike McDonald, defensive coordinator, didn't look so great in the first half of that game as the Chiefs pretty much had their way a little bit. Now, the second half, he shut down the Chiefs. So props to him there. Fine. I'm down with that. Uh, Lamar Jackson, on the other hand, you know, he thought it was a boneheaded play, you know, into the end zone fourth quarter, and he was pissed off about that. But even if you just put that aside, like he's got to be better than just in general. You're you're that MVP type candidate that everybody said, Oh, you're the MVP, you're the MVP. You've got this outstanding defense that's supposed to be it. Now, again, I'm with you. They didn't do it in the first half, but you're the you're the MVP guy. You've got to go be better than what he was, man. I you you and I went back and forth about Lamar Jackson in the playoffs, and he looked good against the Texans. And I said, okay, I was wrong. He was good. Uh, and then you come back in this game, and I don't know. I don't I don't know if he regressed or whatever you want to say it is, but you just didn't get the job done. Yeah, I mean, no, he wasn't. He wasn't very good yesterday. He was pretty bad yesterday. But also, you know, Zay Flowers can't fumble. That's a different game if he doesn't fumble the ball. Uh, you know, reaching out to try to get it into the end zone. So. Too many penalties, too many boneheaded mistakes on both sides of the ball. My takeaway was, yeah, Lamar wasn't good, but they could have won that game. They didn't have the right game plan going into that game. You don't have Lamar dropping back, you know, and running a bunch of empty sets and stuff. You, If you want to play Kansas City, if you want to play Kansas City, if you want to beat Kansas City, you run power against them. They really struggled to defend heavy sets, and you had – Mark Andrews back. So he should have been on the field with Isaiah likely. And it should have been Lamar using his legs the entire game. Brock Purdy had more rushing yards than Lamar did yesterday. That was the one area where I thought that they were going to have the advantage over Kansas city. Kansas city can't defend runs, but they especially can't defend runs that are off tackle. And Lamar Jackson this season off tackle averages almost six yards per carry 5.9, which was fourth in the national football league. You know, he was first and designed quarterback runs and, quarterback scrambles which is the most efficient play in all of football and they're dropping him back asking him to be Mahomes out there and that's not really Lamar's game you know what I mean like he's improved as a passer but I I just I thought Todd Munkin was terrible yesterday Mike McDonald like you said he was much better in the second half I just think that says everything about Andy Reid and Mahomes dude like and Kelsey put out this play yeah, well, yeah yeah, yeah. Yep. you know and I put this video out on I didn't do it but Beck UL did on Instagram and it's got like 150k views and like 4,000 likes and there was also some haters on it and I was like you know I talked myself into Mahomes is going to win this game uh, and he's going to go to the Super Bowl and he's going to win the Super Bowl because he's the greatest of all time 
and these people were all coming at me. Some people, you know, some people were like solid takes. Some people right. were like, oh, greatest of all time, what Brady, Montana. And I'm like, I didn't say the most decorated, the most accomplished of all time, but Pat Mahomes is the greatest quarterback ever to play this game, in my opinion. He has more playoff wins before age 30 than Brady did. Are you telling me Joe Montana? And I, you know, I was around for the end, but you're telling me Joe Montana could roll to his left and throw a 60-yard dart to his right? Absolutely not. Tom know, Brady he, he, Montana and Brady both, neither one of those two guys had big arms. And they would both sit down and tell you, like, Mahomes, Pat's way more talented than we ever were. You know, Brady would probably tell you, um, you know, I was, you know, a bigger competitor. I don't even know if he would a do bigger that. bigger cheater. Mahomes didn't cheat that I know of yet, so that's also puts him ahead Mahomes, of Brady. Mahomes is the best quarterback to ever play the game. And so um, that's what happened yesterday in that game. He's awesome. Kelsey's awesome. Their connection. I mean, he Kelsey just broke the Jerry Rice records. They broke the Brady-Gronkowski connection records. And who knows? He probably has another year or two left in him, even if he does lose a step, just because for whatever reason, defenses, even if you play zone, like, or if you play man against them, he always finds a way to get open. And uh, Mahomes is awesome. So, yeah, this that was a stinker, stinker from Lamar yesterday, but I thought Todd Munkin was much worse. I thought he was terrible calling plays yesterday. I was listening to Bill Ryder on CBS Sports Radio that you can hear weekdays on uh, 1250 AM, the fan from 9 to 11. He made a great point. And he said, you know, Throughout the course of this year, and especially in the beginning of the year, everybody was like, well, this is your year. If you're going to do something in the AFC, this is your year because Mahomes doesn't have any wide receivers. All he's got is Kelsey. So if you're going to do something, this is your year. And here they are. And as Ryder pointed out, he goes, they're going to get him a receiver in the offseason. There's no way they don't come out of the offseason without getting him help, more help than what he has at wide receiver because he doesn't have much. Plus, they were banged up. Tony, I don't. Tony didn't play in that game either. Uh, MVS obviously now is going to get another Super Bowl ring out of this, which is insane. Uh, but they're actually probably going to be better going forward um, than anything else after this year because Mahomes is going to have more weapons. I would think this was the year for people to strike uh, and you know stop can't see from getting there, and they couldn't do it. Yeah, yeah, and it's because of their defense. I mean, that's what that's the thing, man. Lamar was terrible against the Blitz yesterday, and Spags just sent everybody. He just like didn't flinch. Why? Knew they blitz at the seventh highest rate. And Lamar was terrible against the Blitz. Why hasn't he had a head coaching interview? I know he's had his shot. I get it. You know, he's with the Giants or whatever. But I, I'm surprised that nobody has called on Spagnola for a head coaching vacancy. Like, not I, he hasn't had a single interview request that I know of. Yeah. Yeah, maybe he's just comfortable and happy doing what he's doing. You know, I'll run yeah. the defense, Andy runs the offense, and we'll win Super Bowls every year with Pat. What they need to do is get Matt Nagy the F out of there because he stinks, he's man. awful. And if you notice, like, you know, like the last couple of weeks, it's been more Mahomes in control at the line of scrimmage and um, less Matt Nagy influence, I think, in the play calling, which has helped them out a lot. Yeah, Chiefs, man, like – you just, I knew it was coming like all season long. They just have like, it's Pacheco or it's Kelsey one week yeah. or it's Richie Rice. It's MVS finally making a play, you know, or Richie James. They just, they don't have the most talented team. I agree with what you said. Yeah. Next year, they're probably even better. Maybe they go out and get a T Higgins or something like that. Probably not. Cause could you imagine I, that? I, I think since he's going to uh, give him the uh, franchise tag, but who knows? They could go out and get somebody. You imagine T. Higgins in Kansas City? Oh my God! Let's hope that doesn't happen. Goodbye. Yeah. And then you got to face Burrow in the playoffs with Higgins and Mahomes. Oh my goodness! Oh my, that would be brutal. All right, let's talk about the NFC side of things. So let me first start by saying this: 
The Niners, after the Packer game, I was like, I don't want to hear this crap about the Niners anymore. That's it. Like, they should have lost. They didn't. Fine. They get credit. No big deal. Then I'm listening, and I don't know who the heck it was, but somebody on BetQL, I tweeted it out. Somebody on BetQL over the weekend compared the Niners to the Michael Jordan Bulls. I about left through the radio to try and pull somebody out. I don't know who it was. I have no idea. I never caught who it was. And I tweeted it. I was like, okay, that's it. Now somebody on national radio, I didn't say it was BetQL, somebody on national radio just said, uh, compared the Jordan Bulls uh, to the Niners. I was like, I'm losing my mind. You people are absolutely nuts on this on your Niner takes. So now here comes the Lions game. And the Lions did the Lions. But my God, for a half of football, they were the much, much better team. This is two games in a row now where the Niners have found themselves not looking as good as the other team they were playing. And two games in a row, they bailed themselves out at the end. Now, this was far more impressive than the Packer game. By far. The Lions, like the Packers, though, similarly, shot themselves in the foot. Campbell going forward on multiple fourth downs that didn't work. Drop passes, fumble, um, all of that stuff obviously working against them. And Brock Purdy running around like Steve Young also was, uh, to me, was unexpected. Like, the first time he broke off, I was like, my God, it's Brock Purdy. What is going on? And then he did a couple more times. I was like, it's over. They, if, if he's going to be running around free, free and nilly, ain't nobody going to touch him. They're in a lot of trouble. And in the second half, the Niners dominated, and Dan Campbell, he didn't cost him by himself, but he definitely didn't help things. Yeah, yeah, no. I mean, like, and that's the thing. You know what you're going to get with Dan Campbell, and if that works, he's a genius. If it fails, he's, of course, not a genius. But that wasn't the only thing. Like, Dan Campbell last night, a little bit too aggressive. You had that game right in front of you. You blow. He's been that way all year. To 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 be fair, Campbell's been that aggressive all year in the regular season, right? See, here's here's what would worry me. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's that's what Dan Campbell does, and it's worked for 